It has been a big week of cataclysmic bombshells. Happy Friday, everybody. We are back again. I am in just a wonderful mood today for reasons I, I don't really know. Maybe because there was a lot of good news that came out last night. Microsoft, um, well, they said they weren't going to talk about much at the, uh, the Game Show Awards. Like, they announced a ton of stuff. Also this week, there was just a ton of news across the entire Microsoft ecosystem and just the tech sector that have really massive ramifications. And typically what is known as a more quiet time of the year has just been a flurry uh, with good information. A lot of things to talk about. So we are just going to dive right in here. As always, if you want to jump to a specific section, you can find those links down in the description below. Hit the subscribe button while you're there if you're, if you're whatever. Um, but we're just going to kick it off here. So the big news coming out of the government this week is that, hey, there's so Facebook and saying, look, you got to spit out effectively Instagram and WhatsApp. Um, I'm not going to get too deep into the political, the political side of this, but this is going to be a really, really interesting thing to watch because Facebook has really been clamping down and saying like, we effectively can't, you already promised we could and government saying, Hey, look, you're abusing it and you're being a monopoly in this space and you're just kind of being a bad actor. Um, so we will see what, the, what happens here. I, I hope that they do spin it out. And the first thing they do is they roll back the UI of Instagram because it has turned into an Ikea catalog. And that is just, it, it's really ruined the app, uh, in my opinion, but the bigger news, uh, in the tech sector this week, it's, I believe it's pronounced Cydia. I can never, you know how I am with uh, enunciations, but Cydia. So if this name doesn't ring a bell, but I'm sure for a, a wide swath of you, it does. This was like the OG app store on iOS. It was actually, they weren't even called iOS devices back then. Um, on like the original iPhones. This is a place you could go. It was, I believe it was jailbreakme.com or whatever it was. And you could effectively install a third party app store. And a lot of people back in the day gave credit to Cydia for uh, like building out the features that Apple Apple effectively just sort of built into the product before Apple could do it. And so they are suing Apple. Like this third-party app store is now suing Apple and they are taking them to court saying, look, you are a monopoly. You are keeping us out of the out of the iOS platform and you're abusing your privilege. Now, this is a massive deal. Now, a lot of times you could be like, ah, well, whatever. They're just trying to get a dollar. Like the thing that's huge here is that Cydia existed before the app store existed. So this, this little application, this little marketplace was on these devices. Now, I think that's the gray area. It was like, were they legally there or illegally there? That, aside from the point, but this app store existed before Apple did an app store. And so they've got a lot of history and going into this. This is going to be super interesting to watch. Again, much like the, the U.S. government with the Facebook thing, this is not going to get resolved anytime soon. This is going to be playing out in the courts, I suspect, for a very long time. But this is a huge, huge thing to be watching. Um, also announced out of the Apple side this week, AirPods Max. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the name. They're 550 bucks. Early reviews kind of sound like they're they're good. Like, and I, the quality never really was sort of an issue, right? I think Apple's fairly well known for building some pretty high quality products. They have some, you know, th there's definitely outliers. Um, but 550 bucks, they are. They're, they're premium. There's no other way to describe it. And that's, you know, if that's what you want, that's fine. They come in the weirdest carrying case ever. Uh, but the more interesting thing is there's no off button. This is, this is like the thing that I think some people are missing. Like you can't turn them off. The way you turn them off is you put them in that case and then a magnet effectively says, okay, let's put them to sleep now. Now they will turn off after a couple hours, but that's really dumb. Like if you imagine if you lose this case and you're in an airplane and you're running low on battery, you just have to throw them in your bag and you can't turn them off. 
Anyways, there's no off button. That is the most Apple thing uh, ever. Uh, share on the enterprise side, SharePoint, uh, Microsoft announced this week that 200 million monthly users, which is a lot. Um, although I think most people using SharePoint probably don't think like they're using SharePoint. Unlike Teams, which Microsoft says has 115 million, um, that is on a daily user metric. So keep in mind that monthly and daily are way different. Um, and also breakout rooms are going to be coming to Teams here in the fairly near future. They're honestly starting to roll out now, but they're likely not in your tenant just quite yet. Also yesterday, Microsoft, uh, late last night, announced that ARM64 emulation is now live on the Insider program for Surface Pro X users. That is a big deal. That is something we've been waiting for. We knew it was coming, and it's finally here. Now, it's in early days, and not everything worked. I believe, like, Docker doesn't uh, work yet, and I, I haven't quite fully digested how they're doing this yet, but it doesn't sound like... It's like a native binary port or something like that. Looks like they might be trying to do something a little funky here, uh, which is interesting to understand how that is actually playing out. But the bigger news is that Microsoft is killing the worst feature in Windows, and it's been around, I think, since Windows, at least Windows 7. It is called Arrow Shake. If you've ever been using Windows and you accidentally kind of shake a window, everything hides. Like it, it, It's effectively like hitting Windows key D. It collapses all the windows except for the one you're holding. And it's, I, I have to think that this is only really used on accident. Like people just like shake and, and whatever they all hide. And Microsoft is turning that feature off. It is so, I'm, I'm so happy they're doing that. They're doing it through the registry and it's just, you know, thankfully 2020 is ending on a high note because AeroShake is going to die. It's going to die. Also dark mode for OneDrive on the web has begun rolling out in January. So let's just keep, uh, you know, if that's what you want, there you go. Uh, let's move to the gaming news because last night Microsoft... Aaron Greenberg on Twitter is like, all right, we need to lower expectations going into the Game Show Awards. And which is fair because last year at, the, at that event, that's when they announced the Series X. That's a huge bombshell. Now, granted, they didn't drop bombshells of that size and caliber, but there was some really big news. And we'll get to that here in a second. But happening in the gaming world this week, uh, Microsoft improves the Xbox Family Settings app. You can now pause screen times for your kids. Uh, this is a good thing, especially to launch right before the holidays, when I would imagine there's a lot of Series X and S consoles under the holiday tree. And so, um, yep, you know, Christmas will be a good thing with that app. Um, Halo Infinite was officially announced to come in the fall of 2021. Uh, I did a video on that earlier in the week, but we got the first look at some of the screenshots. You can go check all that stuff out, but that's the big deal is that fall 2021 is when it's happening. There's a graphics UI refresh happening or update or uh, not even refresh. I think just finishing is what's going to be happening. And so look for a much more polished and visually friendly uh, Halo Infinite experience coming. Uh, Minecraft with RTX exits beta, and we also learned this week that Minecraft just dominates YouTube gaming with 200 and I think it's 201 billion views, where the next one down was Roblox at like 75 billion views, so there's like a huge difference, more than Fortnite too. Um, so by all accounts, Minecraft pretty much owns or, or, or dominates, I should say, the gaming on YouTube uh, viewing experience. That's a pretty big win, uh, inconsistent win for Microsoft. Uh, Xbox streaming is coming to Windows and iOS in the springtime, so we're going to line things up here. We've got um, we've got spring for iOS uh, and cloud streaming. We've got fall for Halo Infinite. In the summer, we're going to be having Flight Sim. Flight Sim will be coming to the Xbox Series S and X. Now, this is really, really big news. Now, you're going to be thinking, okay, well, but you've been saying this for a while, it was coming. Yeah, but that, that's not the big news here. The big news here is that Microsoft did not, allow, uh, not announce, if I could enunciate, an Xbox One release date. It does not appear that this game is coming to the Xbox One console, and I think that is a good thing, which also makes this is the first true next-gen only title, at least from my understanding, from Microsoft that is launching 
This is a big deal because this is the first line in the sand where if you have an Xbox One, here's a title that is coming to the Series X and X that you cannot play. So Microsoft is officially drawing that line in the sand that says, hey, yeah, we will start launching titles that will not be backwards compatible to the original X or the older Xbox One. You got to get the new stuff if you want to play the new games. Now, this is going to be super interesting because I believe that this is going to be ported over or upgraded across all platforms to DirectX 12. And so this is going to be a big game for, I think, the console because it's going to be, again, a console exclusive. Uh, it's not coming to the PlayStation 5. It's going to be a console exclusive for Microsoft. It's coming to Game Pass, so everybody can just go play it. And it's a, an extremely popular title. The other thing that will be super interesting to watch about this is we'll actually be able to start to compare uh, console games much better to the PC games because this will be an exact one-for-one -one comparison um, on the Xbox Series X to, say, like a 4K gaming rig. I'll be interested to see. I know there's some titles that work out that way already, but I believe that this is because it's coming from Microsoft. It's going to be on DirectX 12. Um, it's going to be the best one-to-one -one comparison we might see yet. So this is is a really big deal and I don't think many people caught on to the fact that hey this is Microsoft saying look look we're, we're going to start to leave the Xbox one behind and so yeah the next big question here is would Microsoft do that same maneuver with Halo Infinite I don't know if they would I think that would be I think that would sit sour for a lot of people because it was promised on both consoles but it, it's not launching until a year after the the next gen console launches so I mean, is it implausible that Microsoft might say, hey, look, this is just going to be a Series X and S, um, ex you know, exclusive title. If you want to play it, you got to get it. I don't think that's going to happen because I suspect that they've already put a lot of work into making it um, compatible on both platforms. That being said, if Microsoft does come down and say, look, look, it doesn't need to run on the Xbox One, that would free up a lot of capacity to just no longer have to work on that and really push it and get it out for the next-gen consoles with more fancy lighting and elements and all that stuff. Not when they don't no longer have to worry about the Xbox One S and, and the original uh, Xbox One. It's an interesting thought. It's a really interesting thought. We don't know if Microsoft Microsoft is going to do that. I, my gut says they won't, but the back of my mind says, but yeah, but if they did, it would probably streamline things and guarantee they could get the game out and make it better and give, make us the best game potentially possible. So anyways, keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. Uh, also announced at the Game Show Awards, Master Chief is coming to Fortnite along with a map, Blood Gulch, um, which many of you will probably recommend. It's somewhat hilarious that Ninja, obviously a huge uh, streamer on Twitch and Fortnite player, uh, got paid by Microsoft a whole bunch of money to play some Halo, and he also played Halo in his early days, and now he can now play Halo with Master Chief in Fortnite. So, anyways, just a little bit of, uh, you know, completing the circle of life, if you will, but that's available, like, right now. That was one of the neat things they did. They announced the Master Chief character, they also announced the map, and then they said, hey, you can go download it right now. That was uh, well-timed well by Microsoft. Uh, EA Play is coming to the PC on December 15th, so that is another, again part of Game Pass Ultimate, so there you go, that's another thing, and also, this is sort of a surprise, Among Us is going to be joining Game Pass on the PC as well, so if you haven't played that massively popular title that has exploded overnight, you, you will be able to start doing that here in the near future. And so those were the major highlights of the Game Show Awards that Microsoft uh, participated in. While they said, hey, we're not going to be talking about much, there was there was a lot in there. And I think um, that's going to be a nice sort of rounding out of the year for the company as they sort of ride into the holiday shopping or holiday season. I shouldn't even say shopping season. That's kind of behind us at this point. So anyways, uh, those are the big tech highlights of the week. Now we're going to jump over to what I consider my favorite part of the week, which are always the questions from everybody. And so hitting the refresh thread, I always tweet those out at BDSAM. 
DMs on Twitter. And so here we go. First question comes from Shark47. Hey, Brad, what are you hearing about Windows 10X? I'm hearing that it's just about ready to go out the door. Um, actually, so Microsoft is working on an iteration of Windows 10X that is expected to be signed off here maybe next week or if it wasn't this week, sometime around now. Now, when is it going to ship? I believe early next year on devices. Now, this is, again, remember, a, a stripped back version. I don't believe it's going to have native uh, like legacy application support. They're going to be trying that streaming stuff. And so this is going to be a big event for when Microsoft unveils their new Windows 10X strategy under Panos Panay. We will see how this uh, plays out. I'm not expecting Project Cafe, which is the Android apps to be running yet, but I might be wrong on that. So that's sort of the, the thing that's still up in the air juggling just a bit. Uh, Sherlock Holmes says, I am using a Fire TV Stick 4K for watching TV and Netflix. I'm thinking about switching to Android TV device. Do you have an opinion on which device is better regarding privacy issues? So this one's a little dicey, uh, and you'll see why. Because you could go get a third-party device that is Android, and you might think is better privacy, and it very well might. But here's the thing you got to consider. If you buy that third-party device, you have to agree to their end-user licensing agreement, whatever that is, and Google's end-user licensing agreement to use that device. If you go buy something like a Chromecast, you only have to agree to Google's end-user licensing, and you might be able to potentially uncheck or easier, if you're trying to block it with something like a pie hole, uh, might have a little bit better luck doing it that way. Um, other things you might want to consider, honestly, are a Roku. It sounds like you're not wanting to use an Apple TV, uh, which totally understand, but a Roku is also a good device. But again, check into the security implications because what is an issue to you is definitely not going to be an issue to everybody and vice versa. So you're going to have to do a little bit of research. Um, and your best bet, honestly, might be to be put something like a pie hole on your network so you can actually block things just a little bit better. Uh, Brother Not says, this is a dumb problem. Uh, how well does your Xbox Series X control your TV compared to your Xbox One? I'm sure mine is set up wrong, but it does not turn on my TV and change the source to watch. TiVo is obnoxious compared to uh, Connect and HDMI. And first time I saw a new console, it has felt like a uh, regression. Um, actually, so this is, I, I don't want to say this is an Xbox problem because it's actually working better on mine than my Xbox One did. So I turn my, I have mine specifically set up uh, to turn on, like I turn my Xbox Series X on and it turns my TV on and puts it onto the right input. That's the only settings I've turned on because if you if you go into the settings of the Xbox Series X or S, um, there's actually settings you can configure about what it's supposed to do. Make sure that those are all checked and configured. I'm assuming that you've done that and you're just not getting the correct uh, um, settings. I mean, the other obvious thing here is make sure it's plugged into the correct HDMI port on the back of your TV. Not all of them are created equal and some of them don't support the features that are going to allow the Xbox Series X to control your TV. And so that might be potentially one option uh, if you're having an issue. So for me personally, I've actually had it be better and it actually boots up so dang fast that the console is already on the dashboard before I even get to, uh, like before the TV is even like fully on and set up. It's actually pretty dang fast, which is really awesome. Uh, Sydney2k says, uh, just two more shopping weekends before Christmas. What tech goodies would you recommend to give family and friends? This is an interesting and wide and diverse question. Um, if you have like a, a really techie like friend or cousin or nephew or whoever is like he likes to play on the computer a lot, tech, check out a stream deck. Now this is like the coup de gras. This is like the highest end version here. 
um, with a whole bunch of buttons because I have a bunch of different podcasts that I do on this particular arrangement. But they start, uh, you know, at a, they're not cheap by any means, but I think they start around 100 bucks for the, the baby ones and then you can scale on up. Um, that is one potential option. Uh, if you could find them, the Sony XM3 headphones. Those are something else. I'm, I'm going to do a write-up for the end of the year for like all the stuff that I've bought this year, the stuff that I really like and recommend and stuff that I don't. But uh, Sony XM3s are very reasonably priced headphones that have fantastic noise canceling. Now, there are also the XM4s, which are a little bit more money and they, they came out. The XM3s are on their way out the door. Um, um, but you can generally get them for around, like, I saw them as low as 179 bucks on Black Friday, which is a fantastic value, and they are really, really good no, good uh, noise canceling, and they also have pretty dang good audio quality. The difference between the XM3s and XM4s, XM4 supports multiple Bluetooth devices at one time, so if that's important to you to be synced to your phone and your PC, those would be a better option, but they are more money. If you only need to sync them to your PC, uh, the XM3s are perfectly fine, and that's mine are just permanently paired to it, and that has made my life just... Um, uh, I'm good. The other thing too, check out a mouse. Check out a mouse. We're using a lot of mice these days. Uh, the Logitech. Oh God, I can't even think of the name. Um, I'm gonna put the name across the bottom here because it's the Logitech, like their new comfort mouse that came out like last year. Uh, I cannot think of the name. So the name will be right along here if you're listening to it on the audio version. You know what? Screw it. I'm just gonna look it up right now. What is the name of that Logitech mouse? Logitech mouse. Which one is it? I. It's not gaming mice. It's their like productivity mouse. I cannot think of it. It's not the G604. Why am I on Logitech Gaming? I just don't want that. Gaming mice. No, I just want normal mice. Why is everything RGB? It doesn't have to be RGB. This is a weird podcast now, but I've been in a good mood. So let's just keep rolling with it. So Logitech. Gosh, somebody is screaming at their computer right now saying, Brad, this is the name of it. And I cannot think of it. Um... Logitech Productivity Mouse. What is it called? Wait, no, I don't want to go to Sam's Club. You know, sometimes you just look for an image of something. Here we go. Uh, I don't want to go to Forbes. That would be bad. This one. MX Master. Yes. <laughs> that is a really long... Um, that is a really long way. I was thinking because more people listen to this on audio and I don't want to make them to jump over to YouTube. So I did it for you people. It's the MX Master is also a wonderful mouse. Um, that is the mouse that I have been using for a couple years now. There have been a couple different iterations that have launched and I completely lost the show notes for the today's podcast. This is just going. Where'd it go? All right, here we go. Anyway, so he completely caught me off guard there because I truly, genuinely do not read these before. So MX Master, uh, the the Sony headphones, uh, a Stream Deck are all quality options um, that you know you might enjoy. Usman uh, says, is the MX365 Consumer Password Manager still being planned? So this is something that is supposed to supposed to be in the in the Teams for Life or the Teams Consumer version, and so we. Microsoft, like, can't, this has been, like, one of those weird things. If you go back and watch, like, the Teams for Life, Microsoft made this, like, huge splash, like, the Teams for consumer version, it's coming, it's happening, it's here, and then, like, it, it kind of isn't. Like, it's just been, it's technically there, and they just now made the personal version available on uh, the desktop so you can switch, but it's sounds like it was, like, came out of the gate running, and then all of a sudden it's just been kind of quiet. Like, what is going on? Um, have not really heard anything about that, and that that's a downside. So to answer your question, but not answer it, no, we haven't heard anything. Um, is it still being planned? I hope so. I hope so. But you know, here we are. 
uh, Duck7 or DCUK7 says, uh, have you heard if there's any truth to the rumor that the reason the PS5 version of games are outperforming the Xbox Series X is down to Microsoft GDK lagging behind Sony's dev tools? Um, I have heard that rumor because I don't think it's necessarily a rumor. And now people are going to misinterpret that the wrong way. Microsoft has quite literally told us it took them longer to get their consoles built because they were waiting for specific R uh, AMD features, which means that their GDKs, game developer kits, cannot fully take advantage of uh, those features until they have the final hardware spec and some production units to fully test it on. So Microsoft, because they wanted to take more advantage of RDNA, I believe it's RDNA 2.0, I believe that was the lag. Because they wanted to take advantage of more of that stuff, they had to wait a little bit longer, which means that their dev kits had to be a little bit behind. We already knew, like if you can go back and watch this podcast a while ago, and I kept saying, I think like the, the GDKs or the dev boxes aren't getting out to the developers as quickly as the PS5s. That's what I had been hearing. And so this is the manifestation of that. Now, is that's a short-term hit for a long-term gain, if that makes sense. Like wait until you can see uh, more RDNA 2.0 features and functionality coming to the Xbox Series X later, in later in life doesn't mean like six years from now. I mean, probably starting next year, I would imagine we'll start to see a lot more of this come to fruition. And so Microsoft will start talking about that. But that was the choice that they had to make was to hold back on certain features of just quite literally building consoles and getting dev kits out because they were waiting on AMD to finalize things and get them into their their grubby little hands. So, um, so there you go. Uh, but there is going to be a difference, you know, in launch titles. But launch titles are always so rough to begin with, which kind of brings up Cyberpunk. Uh, I meant to talk about this earlier. So Cyberpunk 2077, because uh, this ties into Mr. PKI's question here. Mr. PKI says, uh, ending with a fun one this week. It seems like Cyberpunk 2077 is a mess and Halo Infinite is a year away. Should we all wait for the new Xbox Series consoles uh, when there are pricing discounts and actual games ready to take advantage of the new platforms? Well, Mr. PKI, what I would fully recommend you do is go back and watch uh, my review called The Honest Review. Um, it is actually one of the most downloaded videos I have written or produced. It's only like... like 70, 75%, uh, you know, approval. Most of these things are like in the 90%. Uh, it is the most thumbs down video I have made because that's effectively what I honestly think. First off, if you want to go to Best Buy right now and buy a next gen console, you're going to be in for a bad time unless you get really lucky. And then if you look at what the launch of Cyberpunk 2077, which looks like a great game, but it is riddled to high heavens with bugs. Like it is honestly, I am not, I haven't downloaded it. I haven't bought it yet. I haven't played it yet because there's two reasons. One, it's really buggy. And so that takes away from a lot of it um, to the next gen patch for the series X and S isn't even out. Like if you go play this on your next gen console, what you were playing on Xbox is the Xbox one version just brought up uh, to the series X and X. Like it doesn't have the next gen packs patch. So you're going to get a buggy performance and you're going to get lower visual fidelity of a game that is been highly anticipated. And so what I think Mr. PKI here is talking about is like, well, Halo Infinite, which was a highly anticipated title, got punted for a year. Should Cyberpunk have been punted even longer than they did? I don't think they could their marketing kind of backed them in and they they had to get it out the door but it's rough and if you want the best cyberpunk 2077 experience don't play it right now you should wait like a couple months until when the bugs are, are fixed that the next gen stuff is out and when you can buy a console easier so mr pk i tend to agree with you like unless you really 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 just want the next gen console if you want the next gen console experience you're better off probably waiting until the fall Hear me out, because what can you play in the fall? You will be able to play Halo Infinite. You will be able to play Cyberpunk 2077 at the higher frame rate and everything else. You will also be able to play Flight Sim. And there's other titles in there that I didn't even mention. Right now, you don't have a wide 
a, a wide bucket to go dip into. You've got a bunch of Series S and X optimized games, but you don't have new, fresh IP. In a year from now, you'll have three blockbusters out there that you can play on the console. So, I, yeah, I kind of tend to agree that I think that around a year from now, it might be about 50 bucks less, at least based on historical uh, um, price cuts for the consoles. And so we will see. We will see. I, I'm not trying to dog on the Xbox Series S and X. I love my X. I love playing Warzone on that thing because it's just fast. It, it boots. It, it's wonderful. And if you have one, you're more than likely happy. But in a year from now, you won't just be more than likely happy. You will be absolutely happy.